Friday afternoon deploy is three clicks deep in a web ring. So I can right. say this thing because I just yelled, look at yourself to yourself because you're looking at yourself on yep. a webcam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are, are you guys fans of the movie Equilibrium? I'm uh, not a movie person. I'm sorry. Mm, I don't even know what that what's, is. Yeah. It was. It's, <laughs> it Show's was, over. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Hang on. Is, is it, I'm sitting there. It sounds familiar. Right it was a Christian Bale movie before Christian Bale was as, you know. Before he was Batman? Before he was Batman. Right, which pretty it's much, Christian yeah. Bale and, like, um, Sean Bean, if you're familiar. Yeah. Boromir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still trying to... Alec Trevelyan from Goldeneye? No clue. Oh, man, He's he really is Still trying to, like, so equalizer? Uh, equilibrium. Equilibrium. And equilibrium. It's the, okay, so the premise is it's a peaceful utopian society that was Ooh. achieved through giving up our emotions. Ah. And this is medically mandated... You know, everyone's zonked out basically, right? And right. so there's this, you know, there's a whole thought police aspect to it. And Christian Bale is a member of this, like, it's almost like a spiritual society. These uh, they yeah. call them clerics, but they're like top enforcers of the government's anti-thought policy, right? <laughs> so they like they like they, everything's gray, and they did away with anything that was like provocative of emotion. There's no yeah. art. There's no music. Nothing mm. that incites. You know, it's just like a small price to pay for the absence of war. Yeah, right? everyone mankind, gets along now. Mankind yeah. like half destroyed itself. It's like post-apocalyptic mm. rebuilt though. Mm -hmm. So they're now they're in the utopian society. When you leave the cities, it's the wastelands mm. of all the thinkers are out there. <laughs> just living in filth, you know. <laughs> anyway, aren't, a, aren't we though? Yeah. What happens is uh, Christian Bale, being the the top enforcer of uh, uh, this, this is an action movie, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they do this stuff. I called it gun foo, but they had this like. It's like uh, gun kata or whatever. Yeah, gun kata. That's that's what that's from. Bending the bullets or whatever. They're not um, bending the bullets, or but the, it's the like trajectory of it. It's like there's like a mathematically optimal way to target mm. uh, and so they do a lot of stuff where they'll like walk into a dark room and do this like kung fu gun shit and shoot yeah, everybody yeah. up uh, they're badasses but anyway he misses a dose one day on accident of his oh, no. and, he, and he accidentally feels right and then he has to go out and be the enforcer and it's like it's, oh, it's like with all someone, the feeling if someone is a thought offender uh it's like summary execution by the cleric. So wow. he has to go out in the world and start shooting people for having feelings. Yeah, yeah. And really he, struggles with it. And he's got feelings. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but he's got to cool. he has to hide the feelings. Right? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, people can. Oh, it's a sense offender. That's what they call it. Uh, anyway, it's yeah. a great movie. I mean, it's like a. It's probably honestly like a B action movie, but it's like in my top ten. That's yeah. Great. No, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's I, worth a watch. I think I've seen it pass by. On all the streaming shit. Mm -hmm. but yeah. Now now I'll check it out if I see it. It's a good one. I'm a fan. Man, what's up, everybody? You're looking at it. Yeah. You or just I guess got you're back. listening to it. You just got <laughs> back from... You were doing Gun Kata. I chickened out. You didn't go? I didn't go. What happened? What, yeah, so I was going to go to Cornfield Brutality, which is a two-gun match. And I participate in USPSA matches a few times. And I like to do some competitive air gun shooting. And I thought it was going to be like 30 or 40 people like the normal matches that I go to. Right. And then I saw that when I was checking my schedule for when I was supposed to be there and everything, I saw there were 200 people that were going to be Ooh. there. And Ooh. I went, no, I'm good. I, I just lost all my nerve. And it's not a matter of performing in front of people, but just being around that many people is not something I'm ready for. <laughs> not, not so here yet. I yeah, did, however, yeah. I did I did spend a lot of time at the range not training hmm. while I was gone. Not so you still got matches, your so you still got your gun caught out. I got your, some your vibes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Lot lot more safe than whipping the guns around in weird <laughs> <laughs> Sure, yeah. Yeah. But you, it's like when you see it on the screen though, and yeah. they're like teaching it and they're yeah. drawing all the fucking right triangles and shit in it. And yeah. It looks like really I cool. had I had a moment where I was thinking about this kind of some gun kata. Uh 
where I was watching Training Day yesterday, head on in the background. Mm -hmm. I've seen that movie so many times. But like, there's a part where after he rips someone off, sorry, spoilers, uh, the good guy's the bad guy. He He's like shooting at the gangsters. Y'all can't see my hands, but I have them in a configuration that at first you're just like, oh, that was weird. So Can confirm of, he is doing it. Yeah, weird. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got one upright and then one sideways like gangster style. Mm, okay. But then I got to thinking about depending on wherever the exit port is, that actually is just smart so that you're not blasting yourself in the wrist with, with hot, hot with hot casings. Yeah. I mean, I shoot left-handed all the time and I don't get hit with hot. Yeah, but do you case. shoot with both guns at what, the same time? No, no, no. <laughs> that, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Is there a factor of like as recoil comes into play, you have recoil on both the X and Y axis? Axis and that. Uh, yeah, it just sounds yeah, like a way to a little bit. spray yeah. everything but the thing you're trying to hit. To sounds yeah. like a way to break your wrist. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't know. It, it's this time around because usually I seen it and was just like, oh, that's cinematic bullshit. Sure. But then I thought about like, yeah, well, I mean, if if that one's like if putting the cartridges in the ground, that would maybe make sense if you weren't wearing sandals. I have had my share of hot brass in my shirt, and I don't want anything to do with it. So yeah, maybe that no. sounds that sounds like having a whole yeah. bunch of angry bees in your clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what that feels like you you invent cuss words. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a it's a pain that yeah it just won't quite go away. Yeah, exactly. Well, even I'm, I imagine even once you get the. Uh, well, then you've got little burn marks. All I was gonna say, right? yeah. once, even once <laughs> yeah. you get the the Brass, uh, the yeah. problem out, uh, you still are feeling pain, and you're not sure if you got it out of yeah. your clothes or not. Right, sure, right, right. At that point. Yeah. The worst I'd ever had, actually, I got it in between. So I don't normally shoot with my prescription glasses on, but in this instance, I was wearing my prescription glasses, and then I had safety glasses over them, kind of like the old people sunglasses, you know, the big big rectangle things. And uh, I had a piece of brass land magically. It, it, it hit uh, one of the partitions and landed inside my glasses, between mm. my eye and my glasses. Ooh. That sounds awful. So that was exciting. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. However, I, I am quite pleased that, that my response to that was not to, like, freak out and point the gun at my head. <laughs> uh, I, I, actually, I actually cleared the pistol and laid it down without yeah. even thinking about it mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. took my glasses off and it was it was cool because it was on camera and I didn't even realize I did it and so the the range officer was like hey come look at this and just automatically cleared you know. everything and, and took care of my eye without waving uh, uh, a gun around <laughs> everybody. that's why you train right you yeah, get yeah, in exactly. the muscle memory yeah. and then Training you don't think for. about it yeah yeah that's cool so, hot brass in the eye is not a good thing well yeah. i like i've never done that but except time, for a band name there you that's, go hot yeah. brass is a good band name yes yeah. yeah. hot, hot, hot brass band. in the eye yeah, yeah, band. yeah. That'd be a big band right hot brass hot brass in the eye and it's got a trombone section ska band if somebody doesn't take that i'm gonna be mad hot brass could be a ska band too yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so I, many possibilities. One time I was building uh, mountain bike trails and forts and all those things that you do as a kid in the mountains of Arkansas. And uh, I uh, we got attacked by ground hornets. Oh, my. Ooh, they're the fucking worst, worst. man. Yeah. And they're aggressive. And they'll yeah. just like they get on your clothes and they'll, they'll go and with you. And they'll chase tell, you for miles. You can't tell where they're coming from. No. So it's yeah. I always feel they're, like, oh, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Uh. After I got stung about like the third or fourth time, kind of realized what was going on and had and I could see one had landed on me and it hadn't mm. stung me yet or maybe oh, it had I don't know but okay. it was still sitting there and all I had I was like probably 12 13 years old at the time mm -hmm. and I just had a hammer in my hand because I was like just <laughs> oh my god I was putting a plank in a tree for a tree house or something yeah, yeah. Like that. And it was like this <laughs> I had this like look at the hammer look at my arm look at the hand and every just, problem becomes a nail uh -huh, right? yeah exactly <laughs> so I just fucking wailed on myself with a hammer <laughs> it sucked yeah do not recommend no don't do that I did not clear the weapon before I started solving <laughs> right. my problem right my dumb shit the thank god it wasn't a loaded gun I'd have a fucking hole in my yeah, forearm yeah. You the know? reason yeah. we know that I'm allergic to bees and wasps mm. is because I was not a smart child. Mm. And I had a jar, a mayonnaise jar, and I scooped up a honeybee in the mayonnaise jar, and I put the lid on it, and I shook the shit out of it, and I opened the jar. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't you know. See what happened. You yeah, had a exactly. hypothesis. Yeah. yeah. And the hypothesis was, let's go to the hospital. <laughs> 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 or rather, not the hypothesis, but the response to the, the hypothesis. Yeah. Sure. Was, yeah, the result. Uh, so that's the lesson for everybody. Don't sucks, don't shake yeah. up bees. They're, yeah. they're the, friends. They're the first time I ever got stung was by a red wasp. And oh, it, man. it was in the back of my knee. Mm. So like I had, <laughs> I had uh, we we were shopping. We come home groceries. I'm supposed to help put away 
the groceries or at least bring them in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was, I don't know, man, I may have been five. I don't even think I was in school yet. And, uh, so I thought it'd be fun to hide under the kitchen table and then come out and scare mom and dad. (laughs) And so I get under there and apparently I got under there with a red wasp and, I squat down and just then you and my the devil and just caught on fire. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it made me second guess everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, ah. Oh, but did you scare mom and dad? Well, I did. They started <laughs> but, screaming so loud. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The same I, I scared them was... way worse than I was exactly. than I meant to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I had one of those uh not 5 years old, but maybe mm. like a couple years ago. <laughs> I was in the garage. I had a one-car garage uh, uh with a manual door. Yeah. So you had to get in there and, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't the kind of door that pivots and stays flat. It's like your regular roll up door, mm. but you just had to manually overcome the spring, you mm-hmm. know, to get it up right. and down. It was a single door, you know, it worked. But that garage was like, I found a couple black widows in it because mm-hmm. um, it had like cinder block kind of foundation that went up like a foot. And they love that shit. Yeah, they, they do. get low. Right. Yeah. They get low yeah, around yeah. stuff like that. And low so dark spots. I yeah. had seen him. It was also my my wood shop in there. And so mm. it was just like. Stuff piled everywhere. Lots of places for shit like that to hide. So I'm always walking there uneasy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm always Which shop in there, always means brown recluse. Yeah, and like, we had those yeah. too. Uh, and and so I had to go in there and uh, close the garage up one night. Or I guess it was daytime. Because hmm. the problem was I didn't turn the light on in the garage. Hmm. Like the overhead light. Mm-hmm. But it was like full on daylight brightness in there. So I just get in there and I grab the overhead door and give it the, you know, mm-hmm. and like as it comes down, I just close myself into the, a pit of infinite darkness. You know? oh. <laughs> and in the process of doing it, oh, something no. lands on my head. Oh. I feel it, you know, oh, and man. I go to I go to brush it, like yeah. brush it off. Yeah. And when I do, it's just like hot coal oh, in, in like the knuckle of one of oh, my no. fingers. You know? Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I'm yeah. just in pain and like fuck that yeah. was it you know yeah, yeah it was a hybrid brown recluse right black widow death animal and i'm yeah. like screaming at it and it's come to kill all of humanity <laughs> starting with you the whole garage is about the width of the studio right yeah. so i'm just like and it's full of shit <laughs> bikes and a riding lawnmower and i'm just like bouncing all the stuff screaming just like motherfucker you know like and Paige can hear me in the kitchen <laughs> and it's like it's like 70% pain and 30% terror. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, like, what was it? Is my finger going to rot off? You right, know, right. And I concluded after the fact that it must have actually just been a red wasp, mm, just yeah. based on how this thing was. Mm. And I would get those two. It just was in the door and I grabbed it with my yeah. hand. And yeah. It sucked. But I, yeah, I wasn't five. Boy. And I also scared my whole family. I've, <laughs> unintentionally. I've had, I've had a couple of close calls that are kind of related to each other. The, so I'll go through them real quickly. They're on the same topic. So, like, one. I, uh, this was probably 20 years ago. I'm in, uh, I'm in my tomato patch that I've got a small little tomato patch. It's in, uh, it's like buckets. So it's a raised garden. I'm watering, I'm harvesting all that. I come in the door. I've, uh, I'm, I'm fixing to make something. I think I got a pot of, of, uh, water boiling or something. I feel something on the back of my leg, just tickle it. Mm. And so I was barefooted, so I just reach up and scrape it off with my toes and go about my business. And I come back, and there's a twitching black widow on the ground. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And no, nothing. I guess I scraped it just, just right. Just right through. Yeah. Yeah. The other one, I was getting you, ready you, in the you morning. You brush, you don't smush. Right. You brush them right, off. Right, right. It, yeah, exactly. Like you can exactly. get them out of there without getting So that's what I did. I got the toenails on there and just boop. Yep. And yeah, apparently I did some damage to it. So it was, uh, yeah, it was twitching, laying there. Uh, and, the, and the other one was one morning I was, uh, I worked on a farm. And so I'm putting on yield work pants. And, uh, and I feel a similar sensation uh, about, about around the shin or so. And uh, yeah, so I tried to I get them off like without scrunching them up too much and that was a, a brown recluse Ooh. oh my uh, god yeah both times i rolled you know a 20 on my dexterity there it so. is. yeah no yeah. doubt yeah. yeah yeah i we were just the other day driving we we I've, I've talked about it on the show we had a bit of a brown recluse with the problem with the mm-hmm. house that we bought last year and it's mostly under control now but like if i see a spider in the house like 90 percent chance it's a brown recluse mm-hmm. we, we don't have many of the other ones it turns out that they eat the other ones mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. they become the dominant 
it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's mostly under control, but I still see him occasionally. When we first moved in, we knew that there was a problem when it was like the volume that we were seeing is free because they're, they're called a brown recluse. Yeah. You don't, they're not. Yeah. Whatever yeah. percentage you see, it's very small <laughs> subset of the overall population, yeah. right? They hide in the fucking walls of your house and they can live for two years without coming out for food and water and shit. You're making like, me uncomfortable about my sorry, house. <laughs> I was going to say, he's starting to fidget over here a little well, bit. Well, you yeah. know, I'm like, not arachnophobic, <laughs> but shit, we got a lot of spiders. Do you so. know what the, what the, the technique is like for how they do a brown recluse treatment? It's separate. We have a pest control company that came out. And they I have do like, not. Enlighten me. Do they yeah. just burn the whole place down? Right. Well, that's what I thought they were going to do. Or like the big you know, the big carnival tent over the thing and mm. like fumigate it. No, mm. it's like a powder-based thing, but they put it in your attic and they have to get it in the cavities of your walls. Mm. They come and they take all of the outlet covers and switch plate covers mm. off and like put a machine in there and dust behind the walls mm. because that's where they hang out and stuff. And yes. so they did that for us, which is cool, but also like now I wear like a full fucking head respirator anytime I go in the attic because mm. I know that all of the insulation is just coated with a... Dust Whatever of that spider is. murder, and I'm <laughs> I'm fine with that. This is a trade off I'm willing yeah, to make. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, I, you probably don't spend a lot of time up there, so no, right. uh, not as not. You know, I've. I've gone with a mesh Wi-Fi 6 network instead of pulling the cable. I've told myself <laughs> my whole life I would do, and it's working great. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and so, but, but you know, I, I had a couple of them get on me at some point. Mm. This is why I called, right? Mm -hmm. I called the pest mm. company because it was yeah. like, seeing them's one thing, but right. like after the second time a brown recluse Ooh. was on my body, I was like, that's it. Yep. We're War. calling the people. <laughs> we're paying the fee. Yeah, I don't care what it costs. Out. Yeah. It was like one drum, like, Mm. jumped down on me from like a ceiling fan or something because it, and yeah. it like I was working at night in the office and I was like that's it and I called mm. him the next day but anyway I was uh, th they've gotten in my car before as well oh god yeah in this process <laughs> oh man because I parked the jeep in the garage like when oh, there was like yeah. you know uh, a storm or something like that and right. like I said the, it's all under control now mm. but I'm still really paranoid from it it was sure, a paranoid yeah. It was a paranoia-inducing experience <laughs> having gone through it. Yeah. So we're driving down college the other day mm. on our way home from something. I got the whole family in the car, and we're driving the Jeep. And, like, there's a point where it's summertime in Arkansas, folks, so I'm, you know, I'm, I wear my flip-flops if you're lucky. Mm. And then when I'm in the car, I take those off, and I drive barefoot. Yeah, of course. I can't I don't. I can't get the clutch right with shoes on. I sure. just, I wing I'm, it. I get it wrong sometimes, and I tell this is like, quiet, I'm driving with sandals. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, the thickness of your shoe, which I have to move my seat if I put shoes on, mm. uh, to in, into my, I'm, I must be driving to a business meeting because I'm wearing shoes. Mm. And so I'm driving barefoot because it's the weekend. And it's Arkansas. And it's Arkansas. I got yeah. my flip-flops in the back seat. And like I'm like on the accelerator, and I feel something crawling oh, on the top of my foot. Well, no, I'm driving, that's worse man. than I thought While it was going to be. I'm traffic and stuff like that. It's like this moment. I know you're not a. I know you're not a t uh, movie guy, but you know Denzel Washington in Flight. Yeah. When he when he just like basically tells everyone on the plane like y'all need to shut the fuck up because I'm <laughs> I'm flipping this airplane over and that's how we're gonna land this thing because Paige's like what are you doing I was like it's on me and I, we, we this is happening you know? <laughs> like, hitting the turning lane you know trying to like shift without moving my foot too much and right. I, was like, I don't know what it is but oh. like it's on me it grabbed me and. Uh, <laughs> Pulled over in the Rick's Bakery parking lot. I managed to like that's, snake. That's between not even traffic. a great parking lot. That's a lot. terrible spot oh, to turn around. Yeah. You know how steep that yeah. road is. Yeah, you know? it is so not I'm for trying, turning around. Yeah. I am not trying to. I'm trying not to like just crater the front of the Jeep straight into the ground. But yeah. there's oncoming traffic. You know, I sneak through it. And I get out. I never found it. Whatever oh, the hell it was, man. I never found. It. But it was definitely there. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. There was like a oh. Is the air conditioning tickling the hair on my nope? That's an animal. <laughs> that's a full <laughs> on a pattern animal. here. I could feel all the legs, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was not good. Oh. Never found it. Well, yeah. I'm going to sleep poorly tonight. So yeah. I sleep on the floor on a futon. Because uh, my back is off. Should we trigger warning? Like, well, I, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was trigger about to say. Warning. And see, Your I'm not even. I don't exposure even have therapy that is, mm -hmm. is over now for everyone with arachnophobia. Thanks for participating. Speaking of spiders. Email us with your <laughs> own stories, please. And, and the webs that they weave. Oh, yes. Here's my transition. Well done. The web is fucked. <laughs> the web is fucked. I have been told. <laughs> the web is fucked. It's yeah. .com, is right? this, I got to The web is fucked.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, this, yeah. Um, this is like classic internet literature, right? 
But I that has been I updated know. over time. I, I feel like I it. read this a long time. the The last updated date is July twenty two. Yeah, July of this year. I feel like I read this years ago. I and it talks have. a lot about Web two and yeah. Facebook. Right. Yeah. It doesn't talk nearly. It doesn't. It, it doesn't have a whole lot to say about Web three. Well, I don't think. because Web three isn't the web. Web three isn't the real thing. I'm, just, I'm so glad <laughs> we all agree. On that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a blockchain internet. Web three is just that. a thing like, that grifters say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you Web three engineers with your blockchain resumes that didn't, <laughs> that didn't get callbacks from Lofty. And right. this does feel a little dated in the sense that you know the line where he says, and I don't have my glasses on, but I got fancy Zoom. Holy shit, modern computers. So zoom that thing uh, in there. Where uh, where he says the he, I'm assuming he, they, whoever wrote this. Mm-hmm. The problem here, dear reader, is that social media was never about empowering people. It was all about one thing. Money, mm-hmm. and that is so. That's that statement's a little dated. We all know that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, all that time you spend reading right. about that person from school you've never spoken to, you're being tracked like a motherfucker. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, awesome. I was t- I was talking to. There were some aspiring. Some crawling on me. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> no, it was just the AC. Uh, okay. Just a little. <laughs> Just tickling your toe hairs, yeah, Alan, and yeah. keep you on your. We're gonna have to save this episode. For <laughs> <Halloween>. <laughs> uh, there were some aspiring, or or maybe current, but like aspiring new venture entrepreneurs in the office today. Actually, oh. came and interviewed me and and uh, our director of sales and marketing, Chris Allen, about this very podcast. I think they're building a podcast adjacent product. I'm mm. not totally sure. They were very tight lipped about the whole mm. thing, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, they, they wanted to talk about pain points. Mm. And one of the things we got into is that like attribution of actual like individual level analytics in the podcast world just doesn't exist. Right. Mm. And, uh, they were like, wouldn't it be great if it did? And I was like, well, for, for a company that wants like to maybe get some insight on that data, Sure, but there's a technological problem that I think maybe was a little bit lost on them, mm, which is yeah. that, like, it's not like Facebook. I don't have a profile to reference to everyone listening to the show. Right. And it's an RSS feed. It's like you just consume the information. I can tell what IP address the request yeah. to consume the information came from. Right. But everybody in this building looks exactly the same. It's not sending a bunch of web browser headers. I can't tell what – you can't even do all that shady shit where you, like <laughs> – render an iframe in the corner and like measure the height of the fonts that you have installed in your system and like develop a fingerprint, which is fascinating by the way, like yeah. device finger. I think Mr. Hobbs taught me about that. Yep. I think you did that at a, a show. One of the meetups. One yeah. of the meetup groups yeah. at yep. the Lofty office. Yeah. There's nothing like that, but it's interesting because there is money in it hmm. and it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I haven't quite figured out why that's the case. Yeah. See what I mean? Yep. It's a lot of pe- there's a lot of money in podcasts. I I think it's like you said, labeling the data is difficult. It's it's well, how come we're not getting money for this? Well, we do. We have patrons. Yeah. But that's because yeah. they donate out of the we goodness of their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you too can be a patron. Yeah. Go over to uh, uh fuck. What's the URL for uh, uh, Friday? That's why we don't have yeah, any patrons. Go look it up. <laughs> go to Friday dot Friday dot dot com and figure it out. There's probably a link there somewhere. Probably at uh, the bottom, maybe. <laughs> no, I think it's at the top. Oh, okay. Well, it's misinformation, Alan. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Just look at <laughs> the whole thing. Make them search that way. The yeah. iframe loads. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give it time. And a lot of fonts in that iframe. Uh, plus, it's like intent, right? If you have yeah. to go find it, you're gonna the conversion rate's gonna yeah. be. Yeah, you gotta really want it because you want yeah, it. Yeah, you're trying to. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's uh, it, it, something's going on there, and in the podcast world in particular, that I've been kind of interesting to follow. I've been hmm. complaining for a long time that no one has done to podcasting what YouTube has done hmm. to video, mm-hmm. which is like to create not just a content platform because we have that, hmm. but to create discovery hmm. of content within that platform which we don't have in podcasting. Everything that you use is like, here are channels that might produce shit that you're interested in. They're Here's the most the recent. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's based on like very simple tagging stuff like that, as opposed mm. to when I go to YouTube, where if I do have an account there and like browsing habits, I get hit with channels that I've never heard of with 
content from within that channel, not just like, hey, here's, mm. you know, some some guy. You're probably interested in their whole library of shit. I see one video with artwork about that one video and a description about that one video, yeah. and nothing does that in the podcast world that I've observed yet. As far as like a, a platform Something that you go to just that, recommending one episode. One just episode. That's yeah. like, yeah. you you might not want to subscribe to this whole thing, but this is something that'll keep your attention for the next 30 They've minutes. They've trained that algorithm for years and years and years. Yeah, now. totally. But it's got its downfalls yeah. too. But it's... Yeah. But then... The thing is that podcasts have been around longer than YouTube has. Well, and, and I fear... I don't think I want that because then I think it'll get gamed like the YouTube algorithm it will. does. Or search engine optimization. Well, that's where the money yeah. comes in. Yeah. Exactly. Sort of thing. Yeah. Well, going back to that article, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm and bitching so. because I want I want an algorithm to exploit with money so that yeah. we can win yep. at podcasting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's the capitalist in me. I'm uh, I'm much more elitist in this. Like I think that when when it's griping about social media and just like and then you didn't have to make HTML pages anymore. That's where I'm like, yeah. Yeah, all the plebs got on the internet. Yeah, man. Okay, so we're going to go all the way back to normies. Eternal September then? Because this comes in waves, right? Like, yeah. I'm part of the problem. I am definitely firmly entrenched in Eternal September. So for the Usenet crew, I'm your normie bastard, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so for folks that were already accustomed to that sort of thing, uh, and we got into Web 1, and then folks started, anybody could post, then, so yeah, it's cyclical. Mm -hmm. like, I think. Mm. It's layers of it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And at some point, you know, the newbies come around, and like everyone, you know, shuns the others, <laughs> the interlopers. Uh-huh. We've and been then, here before. And then more newbies show up, and <laughs> and, and like, you know, the, the, the real old hat people are like, oh, there's more of them. And then, like, the old newbies are like, yeah, fuck those guys. And then, you yeah. know, the groups kind of rally merge. around it. <laughs> right. And so I was not a Usenet person, but I was definitely a GeoCities Angel Fire, mm. had to mm -hmm. copy paste your own uh, mm. DHTML yeah. kind of entry point into the web. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I would have been a layer behind Hobbs, yeah. right? So I'm mm. three layers deep into internet, uh, you know, gatekeeping <laughs> uh, target. And now. Now it's just like publishing on the internet is just, you know. Oh, you barely have to think. Yeah, you just plug your butthole straight into Facebook yeah, and let it rip, is. man. Yeah, <laughs> just it'll like, do it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. <sighs> just, yep. Just go get you some Chipotle and have at it. Yes. You know, yeah. Lots of time in the old times to think about what you were about to, you know, do. It's much harder to drunk post back then. Oh, That's true. God. <laughs> I never did like making my own HTML website. No, so I. I was not something I was into. I yeah, because I, I I'm completely aesthetically challenged. I would get frustrated where I knew technically how to make it do exactly what I wanted. The problem is exactly what I wanted looked like absolute shit, mm. and so I was like, "Why am I doing this? I'm just gonna go." So you pulled it off like with spectacular yes. like success. Yes, it's just that the output yeah. wasn't. Uh, yeah. I, see, I'm a little, I'm different. I, uh, my Task first. failed successfully. I was like, <laughs> I was graphic design before, well, uh, as far as like where my interests lie. Like I entered it from that point. Mm. I like would design it in Photoshop mm. before I produced web content from it. At a certain point when yeah. I started like really wanting to produce something. Not my Angel Fire website. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was just about finding the dopest Doom gifts of nice. like, being one of a thousand people that also had a Doom website that listed all of the different enemies and like their hit points and stuff like that. That's all about the we guitar were all, tabs. Why were we all just building like our, like reproductions of a reference website, referencing the same materials? <laughs> it was had. something to do. Yeah, and you know we didn't scouring the web for a piece of information you didn't have, so you could add it to your collection. Plus, too. it was almost like baseball cards, but with like. Info. Yeah, hundred percent. And there wasn't search engine optimization, so you also never really knew what you were going to get. Yeah. And if it wasn't there, you thought it's probably not there. I got to put it there. And know. the search engines weren't so great, obviously. No. And well, going back to the article, they yeah. talked about how how now with Google's algorithms, they don't even know how Google doesn't even know how its own search ranking, what's it called, Rank Brain, I think, mm. works. They they had said at one point they don't know how it works. Side note. A little side trail. Half the reason I use DuckDuckGo or Quick Start or something other than Google is because the personalized results screw me up heavily when mm -hmm. I'm looking for technical problems. Yeah, me too. So yeah. if I can just get a dry result. But yeah, the search engines were awful back then. So maybe some of it is 
just having that information in one place mm. and and then also i don't know i think for me some of the fun in making those things was just in the making and i needed content to put on what i was trying to make mm-hmm. so i would just go scour it and put it out there put it and do the thing yeah i don't think i ever made the the sites that i had made for other people to look at it was more for me to just mm. mess around with the thing mm-hmm. especially because they looked like butt cheeks so mm-hmm. yeah my first job title in this industry was actually web designer ah but back then i don't even know if web developer was a title yeah. The two things were sort of synonymous. When when did web developer become I had a, I remember it becoming ubiquitous after I started. I had a brief title in 2000 as a CGI developer. Mm. Oh wow. That was a web developer. I was writing scripts in Perl. Mm-hmm. Uh CGI scripts in Perl. You were building counters for BraveNet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Right? Yeah, that's essentially what we were doing. Mm. So You were working in that CGI bin. It was. Uh, it was. You guys remember every website of any exactly. interactive substance having CGI bin in the URL? Yeah. Yep. We were doing weather data. Mm-hmm. Data, uh. it, it, you know, as it is now, is not the same as it was back then. It was no, much no, no, smaller no. amounts of data, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, tab delimited text files. Yeah. So that was the first webby job title I had. I went in the newspaper industry, so it was yeah. like it was. They they couldn't quite figure out what the hell that job was. It was either advertising. Because it was a means by which, because the same person that built the website also had to put the ads on it if they wanted to monetize the website. So it was like, right. oh, this is the ad department. Right. And then the newsroom would be like, no, because we need people to put the breaking mm. news up on the website because now we can get information out without going to press. Right. So right. this is news and like this is this is under the newsroom. Yeah. And then like circulation was like, but this is how we reach the people. <laughs> and 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 like mine, multi- mine, uh-huh, mine. Yeah, yeah, everyone was trying to figure it out and own it. And then like really like we actually were most close to like the the page designers. Mm. We were working mm. closer with the people working in like see that. Yeah. Adobe PageMaker or like uh what was the other one? Uh, Quark Express. You guys ever I don't know if you ever did <laughs> I don't remember that. page setting stuff. Uh, but like we were working closer with those people because it was just like, nah, we're just putting text in columns. Right, right. That's yeah. actually what we're doing yeah. here, you know. That's yeah. what I was imagining like content the old school cre- not moving creation, the stuff. Content hierarchy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I still am like impressed by what those people did back mm. then. Mm-hmm. And it was digital. I can't even imagine when you were actually like typesetting the newspaper. Oh, I know, right? Because like, look, man, like editors were like trying to sh- get shit in the paper as close to print time as possible. That's why right. you had like a deadline, right? And they were like, get this on the front page yeah. right now. And it's like, we have to fit every, st- I mean, if you ever really look at a newspaper, it would be easy to take for granted that it just kind of sorts itself out. But mm. there were people like, mm. and now it's digital and it's still a lot of manual work mm. of mm. like, you put, you know, you're layering all the things together and you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't all fit. I'm going to break the words here, continued on to be, and then you go to to be, and then like the ad department calls and it's like, we sold a fucking double wide <laughs> ad that goes in here and like, shit, I got to reconfigure the whole newspaper because you can't just have page, you know, 14D that's got like three words on the back of the paper. That's <laughs> right. not going to work. Yeah. That costs a lot of money to not print that. Typesetting that is so cool, though. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, I, I, I nerded out real hard on uh, tech and law tech a lot of times, writing math papers in college or, yeah. or just, just writing. Most of the reports I did when I was doing pen testing were, were in that. So I, I guess leading into that what do they use and or did they use in the newspaper industry to do typesetting are you talking about in like the modern era or like how Just, far back do you want to go yeah Gutenberg I guess from or? your experience. Well, from yeah, my obvi- experience, I mean, from the electronic side of things, oh, okay, not yeah. just like putting letters into a printing press. So, m- from my experience, it was I came in when everything was digital at that point and had been digital for a little while. But all of the equipment was still there from the prior setup, which was kind of like building photo negatives. It was kind of like Mm -hmm. developing photos. So they had these big plates that they would come in and they would lay out the paper with, think of like the transparencies from an overhead projector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So you had negative space and then you had filled space and then they would like put that on a big metal plate that they would then... It's almost like screen printing. Yeah. Chemical bath it Mm -hmm. and that would... You know, I, I I don't know exactly what it would do. Ca- create a coating on the plate so that That's the cool. ink didn't stick to that part. Uh, then they yeah. would submerge. But it, did and they, they do the layout for that digitally? Uh, I there was there had to have been. I don't actually yeah. know. There had to have been a step in which like 
they could lay that out digitally and print the transparency mm-hmm. and then go mm-hmm. to the chemical process. There was probably stepping stones along the way. Yeah. But by the time I got there, our web department was called was in what was called the plate room. Mm. Oh, okay. So they cool. pulled the oh, big wow. vats that they submitted that they would submerge the plates in. So like yeah. God knows what carcinogens were <laughs> yeah. just like all over the fucking walls of that place. And You're we were get in that mesothelioma money. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Who knows, you yeah. know? Uh we just haven't seen the you know Yeah. It depends on what what's the long tail on that particular flavor of cancer. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. no one it's no. just not gonna start showing up and we're gonna see the ads. Like, did you work in a printing press for <laughs> <laughs> in the years 2001 to 2007. If so, you may qualify for a legal settlement for right. fucking Rupert Murdoch. Man, we did some of that shit in uh, high school. Like, we didn't have a newspaper, but we printed stuff, and I forget, graphic graphic design maybe or something. Sure. It was, I think we just called it graphics for short, but yeah, as you were describing them. Like, like yearbook and stuff I've, was I've under that maybe? Yeah, 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 100%, yeah. It's yeah, the uh, process of typesetting is so cool, and mm-hmm. it, and it always makes me wonder what different industries use. You know, I know that some of the stuff you see on what's that uh, print on demand book site? Is it? It's not mm-hmm. Lulu, Lulu, whatever. Anyway, there's a popular print on demand book book site, and you can see that. Uh, I'm familiar s- with like the photo book versions of those. In some mm-hmm. of those, they don't. Uh, Lulu. Online yeah, self-publishing. Yeah, so you s- uh, print on demand is like drop shipping a book. That yeah, you wrote. That's and cool. some of the people mm-hmm. do the you know, air quotes, typesetting with Microsoft Word, <laughs> you know, and yeah. so yeah. the pages get all wacky and, and crazy. Uh, well, this is what PDFs really are, right? Yeah. Like Adobe, mm. well, it wasn't even Adobe. Acrobat, I think, was a separate company before Adobe bought Acrobat, the product, or whoever owned it originally. But it was the interchange format, not really supposed to, I don't think the original intent was for it to be the way that you transmitted tax forms back and forth, and like <laughs> literally every other document. Yeah. It was an interchange format. It was it was for document portability between hardware and printers or print devices. And so like that's why there's a lot of actual options deep inside the PDF mm, yeah. of how it actually gets represented on a printer that is different. Like mm. if the when you open up everything that's like a PDF reader client is actually like an emulator. Yeah. It's a client for interpreting the PDF, yep. which is written for a printer. And yep. you can get like PDFs that are poorly built. Um, this happens to Paige sometime because she uh, buys sewing patterns. Mm-hmm. Right. So the sewing patterns are very specifically scaled. They have to come out of the printer at an accurate scale. Like mm-hmm. if you, if it just like if you shrink it to fit the page, you're fucked, right? Mm-hmm. And you print a bunch of pages and you stitch it all together and then you have like a scale marker that you could put a ruler on and make sure you got it right, you know. But she'll get some sometimes where like it'll print out and there'll just be like a solid black sheet of paper comes out of it. Cause like oh. the the emulator, the interpreter shows it correctly, but there's something in the I forget what the language is inside a PDF, but postscript. It's postscript, yeah. Postscript mm-hmm. is is incorrect or whatever. It's interesting that the the industry is also kind of coming back to that as an as an interchange format too because we've started we've gotten not started to but we've become accustomed to viewing documents as PDFs now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bulk of the driverless printing that you see, where you just whip out your phone or uh, built into Linux, for example, a lot of the Linux distributions now how they handle their printing is through driverless printing. That's all done by sending PDF across the wire, basically. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's just like they have PDF interpretation directly on the, the device, printer, on yeah. the hardware, and you just... Yep. It was meant to be an interchange format. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's smart. It's like you look at that and you go, oh, somebody stayed up all night thinking about that one. Yeah. I um, mean, especially because this is... I mean, there's derivative stuff now, but this was like yeah. technology invented. Before it was just like I have a novel idea and I'm going to go recruit a thousand people to help right. me de- develop open yeah. source software. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really cool. I've dove into EPUBs, you know, a little bit, which is kind of interesting. Speaking How of like old an EPUB yeah. and Love stuff, it. yeah, yeah, it's basically that's another way to handle markup. Yeah, mm-hmm. we get markup and markdown confused sometimes for obvious reasons. But it's yeah. uh, when Paige was doing her MAT, her master's program, uh, she was in a group and part of their like final project type stuff was to produce a ebook. Ah. So I helped her do an EPUB. Yeah. It's pretty cool, right? It's mm-hmm. got like all your metadata and all that in there. That that's where like <laughs> it seems silly. I, I think there should be something like that for comic books and CBRs are kinda mm, mm-hmm. you know, for one they're RARs, which is, you know, that's a whole thing. EPUBs mm-hmm. are? 
Uh, no, 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 CBRs, oh, which CBRs, are comic yeah. book files. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're they're literally all it is is an archive of uh, a folder JPEGs. structure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Is and there a manifest as well, or is it just not in a CBR? And okay. so that's what really sucks. So there's no way for anything like no like, metadata. So I use Caliber uh, to manage my eBooks, but like, yeah, there's no metadata. So you, if you throw CBRs, comic book files in there, um, yeah, I guess you it's could just have, folder structure. You though, can right? have metadata in the form of do they use like EXIF tags? I think it's just or? how they're named is like what okay. how it knows what order yeah. to put them in. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but there's there's literally no metadata. No EXIF, no mm. ITPC or whatever. No, no. That's another thing that came from the news industry is like EXIF and uh, mm. I think it's IPTC uh, or is yeah. it ITPC? IPTC. I, I never can remember. The Global Standards Body yeah. of the News Media, but mm -hmm. that is in the JPEG format is a news media thing and it's a subset of EXIF. Yep. EXIF is the technology, and then IPTC is the protocol, if you will, of a very specific type of stuff. And it's like caption, byline, subjects, copyrights, because like the photographers would literally come out of the field in the digital world and take photos, and we, we used like EXIF editors... They didn't, that's not what they called it, but it was some news software. Hmm. Pull the photos up and they would write who was in the hmm. photo and the captions and where they took it and the byline and, and all the copyrights and stuff directly into that tool and save it. And so that as soon as a page designer would go drop it in the layout, they had a caption that they could pull that the actual, was actually the photographer usually that wrote it. Hmm. Editor might change it, but like right. it was just embedded. They were just handed JPEGs around, but it right. was just, yeah. that's where that's, that's, that's what really cool. a lot of EXIF data is, you know, has that's, that. you know, and that's something we're still utilizing totally. today where we're talking about like, you know, we could, we could embed thumbnails you got GPS tagging into the, and, yeah, and, yeah. And you can put a thumbnail in there and, and all that, and then just be able to pull it out. You know, I mean, call, tell me if I'm wrong, but EXIF is just like a key value store yeah. within the, yeah, the protocol, I think. Yeah. Now IBTC is a specific set of keys that mm. have a specific meaning so that you can like map to it but you can gotcha. Those you can arbitrarily stuff tags anything in, into the exit yeah, table yeah. and so table. like pillow pillow must get those that you just i didn't i didn't know that was a thing or that's what they were called but i knew there were standard ones and mm -hmm. pillow will get those but if you have custom ones in there pillow just ignores them yeah and so that's where there's xf tool which is actually a pearl uh script yep and you know it's a bash package that you can install and that'll mm -hmm. get everything out of it as JSON if you want. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Originally, originally from the early 1990s was the, hmm. the IPTC oh, okay. standard. That makes that sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's back when they used to render one, one JPEG. Progressive. Yeah. Line by line. Line by line. Remember you could leave the room and come back and see how far you got. See gotten. how far you got. Yeah. 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 I remember that. It was like rendering, uh, I had an old Commodore 64 that had some like progressive rendering engine that you could do like landscape terrains. That's all oh. it did. <laughs> That's all it did. Yeah. It was just like, it was just like, num you know, tree density, terrain, <laughs> you know, modulation. And wave, like basically like configuring wavelengths and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It was like isometric. Oh, okay. It would do like 3D. Hmm. But it, I mean, it would just sit there and make passes over and over. Right, right. And just be like, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's gonna be dope. <laughs> this is gonna be a dope mountain when it's done. You're just yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna go watch a movie. Oh man, that reminds me of printing out the uh, the banners on the dot matrix printers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only did obscene things there. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I wonder if uh if Figlet is uh that if that is a what am I trying to say? Uh, if that was an originally created for that kind of thing, because Figlet prints banners, mm, uh, mm. and so. You know, you type figlet and type your word into it. Everybody listening probably already knows this and thinks I'm an idiot, but uh, and it makes your words just really big. Mm -hmm. And I have used figlet before to pass through to you know LPR out to mm. line printers. Nice. And so I wonder if that's what it was initially used for. Yeah. But only ever did cuss words and stuff because <laughs> because of course. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what the internet was what for. Did, what did they you know expect? what I need on my wall? A giant <laughs> dot matrix. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, technology. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so creative. Oh man. One, one of the things in uh in the web is fucked.com, yeah. which is the the underlying topic here, I guess, is the uh and this is this is hard to see, is the shots of uh the ads on like that search engines 
Mm. And I, I kind of, I honestly hadn't really noticed how bad it's gotten until very recently that like, if you Google something, you might get two organic results mm. on the page. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is like, what about something kind of relevant in Google Places? And here's a bunch of AdWords ads. But We've like, just gotten really good at mentally just, filtering. You just out. filter yeah, it all out. Yeah, I think out. so. Yeah, yeah. You just look. Oh, it makes that me one's so mad yeah. when I use. I, it's so rare that I use Google, but occasionally I'll open up Chrome to test something. Mm. And while I'm testing, I'll think, oh, I need to look up something. So mm. I'll open a new tab and I'll type the search term and Google pops up. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? This is, I don't understand anything that's happening on the page, but I've noticed like my wife, whenever she searches for things on Google, she'll immediately scroll past the first All the quarter shit, of the right? page. And I'm like, whoa. Or there's like you- stuff that I'm looking for, like there's call outs that I'm like, I'm just looking for the dedicated part of the Google search results yeah. where the mm-hmm. Wikipedia article is because right. yeah. yeah. I'm searching a, you know, a person, place or thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's pretty gnarly. And this is something I probably complained about on the show before. But Google lets you buy AdWords against other people's fucking trademarks. And that shit's crazy. Mm. So, like, you can test this out by, like, taking some highly competitive service and searching for the name of, like, a service provider in there and seeing how many paid ads from the competitor are at the top of the page. Oh, wow. Right? So think about that. Mm. You're, I was going to say Coca-Cola, but let me think of someone that's, let me think of something that's not massive billionaires, something yeah. more relatable. Mm. I don't know. You're the local lawn care company. Oh, yeah. Right? You're just yeah. an aspiring entrepreneur, just you and your weed whacker, and you run Allen's Lawn Care Fayetteville, right? Yep. And that's the name of your company, right. Allen's Fayetteville Lawn Care. No, Allen's Winslow Lawn Care. There we go. It's an even less yeah. like saturated yeah, yeah. market. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Yeah. And I've got, I've got 10 customers. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> but then Chris comes to town. Oh no! Hell yeah. And says, "I'm starting Chris's Winslow, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna go to Google and I'm gonna buy keyword ads against Allen's Winslow Lawn Care, which is a trademark that you own. Right? That's yours. You yeah. get to do that. You get to. You paid the money. You trademark. You went through the diligence. Right. To protect your brand, so that mm-hmm. some other asshole in doesn't come in, and- saying they're you and like fucking shit up, destroying your reputation because that can actually cause damage to your business and your yeah. ability to feed your family. Right. Right. And Google lets Chris buy that. So everyone that searches for your thing gets his thing, and mm. it's the top three links, and they click on it instead. Mm. And there is only one recourse you have because they don't let you fight the trademark thing. Yep. You have to buy AdWords for Allen's Winslow on Care, Correct. and you have to outbid him. Yep. Uh, yep. And so now they've got you in a bidding war against someone illegally using your trademark, and they're making money off of both of you motherfuckers. Yeah, wow. It's, yeah. it's fucked up, man. Yeah, it is fucked up. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't really ever occurred to this until it was the founder of 37 Signals, Jason Freed, like, wrote a really good rant on this mm. because he refuses he absolutely refuses to buy AdWords for Basecamp. They've been a word-of-mouth company for mm. a long time. Yeah. And so if you go to Google and you search for Basecamp. All right, I'm going to have to do it. I, how does not do DuckDuckGo? Just type the Google <laughs> in the little box at you gotta the You got to go to Google. <laughs> yeah, no. I go don't. to Google.com. Oh, yeah, let me go to Google.biz. Let me tell DuckDuckGo to go to Google. And type Basecamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the top ad is Monday.com, the project management tool for me. I see that Basecamp is now buying ads, though. But they still got outbid. Someone took the top slot, at least on at least on the auction that ran on my screen. I'm experiencing what Hobbs just described. They can't even tell what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what's, what an ad is on here and what is it. Yeah, exactly. It says they ad have... next to the URL. Well, I'm also running an ad blocker, so maybe yeah, oh. yeah, me too. I've right. yeah, like all right, I've got three running. Y'all right look now. at a normie screen. I'll, oh, okay. I'll pass this around. But I also oh, want... look at that. Look, it's got the word ad it says right there. Ad. Yeah, it's no, very that's subtle. Yeah, but it okay, looks yeah, like yeah, a yeah. search See, mine's, result. There's no ad. I just get base camp. But I'm running three ad blockers. You're just super ad blocker. Yeah, yeah. oh, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> holy, holy crap! I caught it. Oh yeah. man, if, it if, is a little top heavy. Oh, I forgot too, to warn yeah, you. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> oh the, uh, my god. Oh, that was <laughs> like. Right, Alan. No, it's good. That was exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> Alan just threw a grand yeah. worth of equipment. Yeah, just, yeah. It's oh a, man, through a, through a, a twelve I didn't know it was a stunt Pro. show. All of a sudden, too bad we're we're you know uh, the audio audio only. format. The yeah. thing is, though, you customize your ad creative 
Okay, you customize your ad creative based on which keywords you're targeting. So you run different campaigns where mm. based on what people are typing, right. you might want your ad to say something different. Yeah, right? yeah. Le so, I may have leaf blowing. I may, you know. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, if someone's yeah. writing like clogged gutters Winslow, mm. you mm. might want to advertise your clogged gutter service yeah. and not lead with your, you know, curb a pill. Uh, we're going to edge all your shit. Right. Okay. Right. Well, the creative that Monday.com wrote when they bought uh Jason Freed's uh uh trademark base camp is monday.com is so much better is the headword like oh, wow. so they're buying someone <laughs> else's trademark and then running an ad that's like fuck those guys fuck those guys <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly oh, it's man. crazy wow it's yeah. crazy and yeah. google is just going to the bank with it all mm. just laughing with their bag of money right Maybe I should switch to DuckDuckGo. <laughs> it's 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 terrific. It's, the web yeah. is fucked. Yeah. Says <laughs> it's DuckDuckGo too. They, now they have ads on the page also. I'm curious if I, you you also mentioned. Well, their ads are a lot less pervasive. Yeah. Well, there's two instead of four. Yeah. In right, this right. example. And Basecamp's been around for what twenty years or so. It's Something been a, like that. It's been a while. Yeah. So, I. I are people still using that? I haven't they heard are. that name in a long time. They are. They still I hear have it every once in a while. They still have yeah. users. It's uh yeah. I I kind of follow along because uh, there's there's a lot of business philosophy mm. that comes out of Jason Freed and DHH as well, mm. right? Yeah. When he's um, not cutting donuts in well, his like, car. Well, I'm like yeah, I'd say they they've kind of <laughs> moved on to new things, but he had a lot of like dev business philosophy mm. that is like, you know, Pretty, pretty good. It might be hot takes, but it's pretty good stuff. Mm. And Basecamp right. has some some stuff that's like very, I don't know, aspirational is a word for it, but it you know inspiring maybe to a certain extent. Sure. Like for example, Basecamp has one subscription plan. They said fuck all this like paperhead, paper user, enterprise plan versus small business plan thresholds. Everybody pays a hundred bucks a month. Doesn't matter if you're Allen's Winslow Lawn Care or you're fucking Nike. You pay $90 a month. Right. And that enables some things. Yeah. What it means is that when Nike calls and says, hey, everybody over here at Nike is using this, change your product. Change your product to be what we want it to be. We're a major account. They go, fuck you. You mean just as much to me as, as Alan's Alan wins the long care. Right, exactly. right. I'll stop yelling out the. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop doxing you. <laughs> I know. You I'm going to start getting calls pretty Alan's, soon. Of Alan's, <laughs> Alan's, Alan's, uh, grass, West man. Fork Lawn Care. Uh, yeah. And so, like, and that's a cool thing. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't have that problem. Right. There are certain customers that are worth money, more money than other customers. And I have to be very careful about making sure those guys, when they call, they're not telling me to change who my company is because- you know, we we have people that carry different amounts of weight, at least from a buying power perspective. Mm -hmm. And like right. it can it can be pretty scary when the biggest customer in your portfolio comes to you and says, like, you're going to do it different now because mm -hmm. you go, oh, fuck. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't have that problem now. Right. But I've had it in the past. Yep. You've been on one of those projects. I have. It sucks, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So, you know, there's something nice about everyone's the same size. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I, I kind of follow them for those reasons. If you've ever read Rework, it's good. And then I'm about to blatantly rip off their communication manifesto and distribute it to the whole team next week. Is, uh, Sweet. It's actually really good, though. I've read a couple of... I've read a couple of chapters out of that. Rework uh, is like a collection of blog posts, and like yeah. some of it might just be like a two-liner kind of thought. Right. And some of it's a little more long form. But uh, there's some good stuff in there. They've got a good culture. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah, I just looked at Basecamp, and it looks the same as it always had. Mm -hmm. But they appear to be claiming that they will replace Slack, Asana, Dropbox, and G Suite docs and calendar. All. They're, they're very anti-Slack over there. Yeah. Not, well, I mean, let me rephrase. They're not anti-Slack. I mean, they are, but it's indirect. They're anti-real-time chat. Yeah. And Interesting. Yeah. We're gonna, we'll, we'll be talking about it. Okay. Um, it might be in the new manifesto. <laughs> I'm not anti-Slack. All right, yeah. But I do feel like we use it wrong. Hmm. That's a spoiler. That's a foreshadowing. Sure. See. We'll see. Yeah. It's it's do we get to go back to IRC? I don't know. <laughs> the thing is that like I have here's where I am with this so far is that I have I have I feel like I have diagnosed a problem, hmm. but I have not prescribed a solution. Hmm. Hmm. That's it. Try not hitting yourself with a hammer. 
That's a good start. That's, yeah. That's how. You, that's what happens when you prescribe a solution <laughs> right, right. without taking the time to think about it. Think which about is it, yeah. incidentally the type of thing that happens in a real time chat scenario mm. where you feel an obligation to respond right now rather than thinking about it and, and writing down your thoughts. And that's why I tell everybody right? mine is asynchronous. Yeah, yeah. And anytime somebody tells me, hey, I'm sorry I didn't get to this, I'm like, it's cool. I send these things mm. not expecting immediate responses. Mm -hmm. These are just, it could have been an email, but everybody's sitting in Slack, so I send Slack. And the, the, fundamental send with Slack right? the fundamental challenge with Slack is that, or any real-time communication like that, is that we feel like it's asynchronous, right? Sure. But it's actually not. Mm -hmm. it, it, well, it's often not used that way. Mm. feels asynchronous compared to like, I'm not going to go stand at Alan's desk, mm. but like, like you might send someone a message and then sit there and wait to see so and so's typing. Right. And be like, where the fuck are they? Yeah, yeah. You know? Or you might be heads down working on something and you have this asynchronous thing, but it's like going off. See, I hey, put on the hey, do not disturb hey. all the time. Well, that's smart. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know that everyone does. And in those worlds it can lead to problems where, you know, there's this sort of nagging whether it's like notifications from the app itself yeah. or just like a, a culture of expectation mm. that like hey it's working hours and i messaged you 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 didn't answer mm. you know mm. Mm. and it can be like super super subtle but so i'm not anti-slack sure but yeah, yeah i i think that and this is one thing that Basecamp is very opinionated about is that there's a lot of stuff in the work of like doing project work that is not suited for one-liner jousts back and forth, mm. right? Mm. And is better suited for, let me think about that and get back to mm. you, and I'm going to write up, mm. you know, uh, a more proofread it and yeah and know. i'm gonna like i'm gonna i'm gonna read it a couple times and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna hone my position mm. as i go like my perspective on my opinion here is going to change as i write it mm. out and mm -hmm. i'm gonna go back and edit it and be like no no i'm not pulling that punch i i really believe that i'm gonna strengthen that part you know yeah. and like yeah. that's how real ideas are born. can you imagine like you know we try and get out of the politics on this show i try mm. not to go in there but like <laughs> of course you know, mm. current state of American politics is the real time chat version of political discourse because people used to write fucking essays and publish yeah, them. Yeah, I, I thought like, about that the other day. I don't day. like what that guy had to say. Gettysburg address, right? Yeah. Like, or nail him to the like that, door of the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, gonna. Like, uh, Martin Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a race to be the first person to come up with a 140 characters say about it. It was just like, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. In six months, when he reads my rebuttal, <laughs> you know, yeah, when Thomas, oh, he'll be Thomas Paine was like, "I'm gonna write a fucking essay yeah. on get this my motherfucker." Quill. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get yeah. my quill. Uh, let me sharpen it. Even no one yeah. come in. Yeah. I need two weeks to just <laughs> think about my response. And you know what? We came out with pretty good shit in that time. Yeah, moved slower. So uh, attention spans were longer, probably. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, too. everyone was just sitting around churning butter or whatever the hell it is they do all day yeah. in that time. But you know, there's, it's yeah, it, there's yeah. something there, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, of figuring out what the appropriate type of communication yeah. is, and then helping guide the team towards a culture yeah. that like, hopefully embraces it. And go like, too far the other way, then you've got an inbox. Uh, yeah, your email never or it just everything yeah. turns into you know TPS reports and memos, right? And well, like, that's the, but then it, then we're doing the same thing. We're just changing the thing we do it with, basically. Yeah. If, if you then know. the emails just get shorter yeah. and shorter. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's that's why I think if you were to say, everyone get, we're not going to use Slack for a month and see what happens. It wouldn't solve any problems, right? I mean, we right. just replace it with something else, or uh, but helping figure out like creating sort of a group consensus on what the flow chart looks like of like this is the kind of thing that goes to slack i'll give you an example mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of chatter that happens in slack that really should be commentary on tickets in the project management tool ah yeah okay yeah like discussions about features and important stuff in the application that we're building that if you aren't looking at that channel right then that day like say you're on pto hmm you I mean, miss it, yeah. did you go back and scroll through? You've been out for a few days. No, I didn't did you go back and scroll through, through all this? No. But like, right. what if there was relevance and someone said like, "Hey, I need Hobbs to take over this ticket for sure. me." 
you're going like, okay, let's get them. This is the side effect of it. It's sure. like, let's get a meeting on the calendar. We just talk at each other for an hour and you tell me what you know. Yeah. Thing mm. is like, we already wrote it once. We just wrote it in a place that was ephemeral. Mm. If mm. it was commentary on the ticket, it's in the documented organized. Well, and I that's think an example. That yeah, comes yeah. To There's mind, also right? a lot of one-on-one conversations that go on that should be, uh, public conversations. Public conversations. Yeah, right? And not that they intend to be that way. And no, this has it's totally natural. Every right. organization that I've been a part of that has used some sort of chat is you start talking with someone one-on-one, like solving an engineering problem. Yeah. And then it turns out that you've got some, uh, broadly general solution that might uh-huh. work on several things is yep. I slap the microphone Boom. and instead of going and sharing that with everybody, you, you've now, you know, forever isolated. ensconced in uh-huh. yeah. isolated tribal it. knowledge, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. been yeah. born. Yeah. We have this problem with a hybrid environment as yeah. we're all here at the lofty office. Yeah. Mm. And, and even if mm. we had all mm. the locals in the office, that is now less than half of the company guys, mm-hmm. yes. you know, yep. most, even most of you all work remote most of the time. And there mm. are people that live, you know, like within, you know, easy driving distances office that I haven't seen in a year, mm. uh, and which is totally fine. But even if you factor in the Northwest Arkansas people, we now have more people completely out of the market right. that it's a, a plane right away, which is awesome. Yeah. But it's really easy to get into a conversation like that up here. Right, right. Right. Yep. Where it's not so easy to, to like the, the mode of going like, oh, let's take this from a private chat to a different chat. We're not changing our communication mode. It's like, Chris, stop talking. Chris Allen. Yeah, yeah. Stop talking to me and go write it down in the Slack thing. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, and hard to do. Yeah. And we have to be very <laughs> deliberate about yeah. like, shit, man, we're having like a very important high-level conversation about this customer and the project manager for that customer's problem isn't aware hmm. of this conversation. So right, right. It's tough to do. Communication yeah. has got to be the hardest thing. You know, we're communicating exactly the same way as the companies we were when there were six of us. Right. That was bound to it's, not be ideal at 30 people. It doesn't scale. It's no. a hard problem. Yeah. You know, it's it. This reminds me of something I had heard years ago watching the History Channel back when they showed history documentaries. You mean it wasn't always Ice Road Truckers? No, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And uh, they were talking about the Civil War and somebody made this comment on there. Like, you think if you went back in time to the Civil War and you brought an Uzi or something. Oh, yeah. AR-15. You could change the course of the war. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all had that thought. We could be rich. My my that. analog but, was always uh, a tank versus the Romans. <laughs> One very, tank. Very nice, yeah. All the Romans. Yeah. How far would you make it? Right. But, but here's the thing that we take for granted. Communication would actually change everything back then. If you mm-hmm. could take a set of walkie-talkies back then yeah. to where one army could talk to the other one on the other side of the mountain, that could be world-changing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The transmission of information is very difficult. Yeah, yeah. And, like, fundamentally, it's pretty much, like, the foundation for... It's the reason why this shit all started is information technology. Hmm. The entire field that we're in is you know, the way down the rabbit hole version of like, I need to get info from here to there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if it was just like written communication. Right. That's right. PDFs now, <laughs> you know, yeah. just like, you know, telegraph communication is now mm-hmm. RTC APIs and yeah. shit. But you know, it's uh yeah, it's kind of foundational to everything we're doing. We're just trying to concatenate strings just, in a web just browser. Gotta, just got to keep evolving. We just know, can't disagree. We just can't agree on whether or not it should be server-side rendered or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're yeah. coming back around. Yeah. Write us and let us know. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah <laughs> indeed. Indeed, yeah. Please please write a very detailed and thought-out manifesto <laughs> on your opinions of uh, server-side rendering versus client-side rendering. <laughs> we don't need this in a one-liner. We don't need it in a comment. Tweet right. seed not apply. Uh, yeah, nope. Yeah. Uh, I will accept it in the uh, body of a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, that yeah. is, a, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. is an acceptable we'll means reject of communicating. That. Yeah. 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 Well, it's been uh, been another week of fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. How yeah. fucked is the web on a scale from zero to banana? <laughs> Ah, you know, I try not to think about it. Even as I look up at the sky and start to think about it, I get anxiety. Uh Oh, yeah. My read is I don't think there's a lot of fuckery going on. (laughs) 
but by golly, the things I need to work work. So yeah. I'll just put up with the with the mess. Yeah, yeah, the bullshit. That's, it's yeah, kind of well like the said, spiders yeah. in my walls. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't yeah, have you, to think about them. They're em. just like <laughs> NFTs <laughs> laying yeah, around. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, as long as I never see them. Yeah, yeah, they're in there, and if you fuck with them, you'll lose all your just money. Just don't go in there. Yeah. Know your boundaries. All right, y'all. It's been a week. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peaks. Past episodes and show notes for this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. For inquiries into guest appearances, sponsorships, or the current length of Alan's beard, you can email us at podcast at higherlofty.com. <laughs>